BG Mania, a video game music podcast for August 7th, 2019, is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the side-scrolling beat-em-up himself. It's Frank. What's up, guys? For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. If you're new to the world of video game music podcasts, we have a a great episode, I think, lined up for your listening pleasure. And it's I'm surprised it's taken us this long to explore the realm of the beat em up genre. Obviously, we've played music from certain this games in the past. should have been episode one, Brian. <laughs> we've played music from games that we are going to touch upon and skate around in the past, but we've never actually focused an entire episode on the genre so it's going to be a good one one thing that frank and i definitely do more so here on bg minia than a lot of other vgm podcasts is tell more personal stories about the games that we play the music from and about the tracks themselves instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time as always we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure don't forget to head on over to apple podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results I'm excited for this episode. I really am. <laughs> Brian, I'm smiling ear to ear. I was so happy when you told me we're doing this episode. It's just, oh my God, I, I love beat em up games. This is my genre. This is my thing. This is my childhood. All the quarters I've lost to these games. I was also excited when you submitted to me your list the other day because you had eight games on there that I didn't even want to pick from. So like, and you have some heavy hitters on there in terms of the beat em up genre. But I wanted to definitely explore a different route, and I was kind of glad that I was still able to pick the eight games that I wanted to. We have 16 different games on the show this like this week. Like, there's no two tracks from one specific game. We definitely spread it pretty thin in terms of how much we could cover. And I was glad that I was able to stick to the eight games that I wanted to do. Yeah, honestly, and I have a honestly, I have a small story for each every one of these games. I can remember the first time I played each track that I from each game that I have here. So That's well, awesome. I, That's awesome. I I can't say the same. Because these, some of these that I haven't played, 
but I definitely know some that, of the music. It's a good chance I have because I've played so many beat games. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. And there's, there's only a couple I have. I think two that I haven't actually played. Um, mm-hmm. But but I just I love the genre as well. And it still is going strong in 2019. I mean, what is it? Next month, the uh, River City Girls comes out. That's like Pretty a sequel already. to River City Ransom. Exactly. And we have a new Battletoads coming out next year. I mean, which, spoiler alert, there's no Battletoads in the episode today. <laughs> it honestly, swear to God, almost made it. I picked something similar. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I even contemplated, like, man, do I need to drop one of my games to cover Battletoads? And I decided I didn't want to because I really like the eight tracks that I have picked, uh, including the opening track, which was my first pick. That was Mission 1 from Double Dragon 2 The Revenge, which came out December 1988 for arcades and was composed by Kazunaka Yamani. What a fantastic piece of music, dude. It's so good. I got that game very close to release. On NES, I'm assuming, though. On on NES, I've got arcade. Yeah. Yeah, you had the cabinet in your bedroom. No. (laughs) I think the only actual... I've owned a pinball machine. I've owned an actual cabinet myself. Okay. You know, I never back in the day owned any of the Double Dragons. I played really? them all, and I, I I will say I didn't finish most of them back in the day because they, they were, were. They were they were definitely challenging games, and, you know, 1988, I'm two years old. I didn't play this game in 1988. <laughs> I used to rent these all the time from the local family video store in the town that I lived at when I was growing up, and my, my usually, every, you know, I would always usually stay the weekends at my grandma's house and I would always take my NES and she would always usually drive me down to the store on the way to her place. And I would always rent something, whether, you know, it was like something stupid, like the Three Stooges game on the NES or games that I actually really enjoyed. I would usually always get one, sometimes two. It would always depend on like just circumstance, if she had the money or if I did well at home or in school, you know, you know, kindergarten, first grade era of the early 90s. And Double Dragon 1, 2, and 3 were games that I regularly rented and always tried to finish, but just never could get through because they were challenging games. But I absolutely loved it, and this track immediately brings a lot of memories to mind because of how many times I heard it. It's the opening stage, so. <laughs> heard it a lot. Heard it often. This is a good pick. Open up this episode. But you're up. Yeah, you're up. Uh, you know, let's go for a big right, right from uh, out of the gate. From a game that cost me many a quarter. This is Scene Five, Stage One, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Arcade Game.
And that was Scene 5, Stage 1 from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. It came out November 15th, 1989. Uh, we got it here first in the States, believe it or not, because it's wow. in Turtles. Oh, yeah, well, true, I guess. Yeah. Um, this was composed. I found three composers. I couldn't narrow it down to one, unfortunately. Forgive the uh, butchering of these names here. Masuhiko Izumi, Miki Higashino, and Kozo Nakamura. Okay. Um, when it comes to arcade games, this is one of my, like, top five of all time. This is an incredible track as well. I really like this. No, this, this, is, this is a really strong one. I listened to the entire uh, soundtrack on this one because I was like, well, what can I do that's different but still, you know, turtles? You know, so I want to make sure I had that. Da -da 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 turtle power. Yeah, you want to have the iconic, you know, every, everyone knows that. <laughs> this is one of many Konami arcade games that you're going to hear me picking from today. You, you definitely went very arcade heavy, I noticed. Like, a lot of yours come from cabinets, actually. A, a it's true because uh, a lot of my beat em up fun was as a kid and now as an adult because now they're re releasing these things like crazy for people um they all come from these kind of games and like i said this was one of the ones uh, i mentioned all the time comac movie theater was my movie theater of choice so we're all it was a pretty awesome arcade it's the first place i ever played mortal kombat first place i ever played Simpsons arcade <laughs> yeah. ninja turtles god probably a lot of the other games you're gonna hear me pick from today and this is one of those games i don't remember if you remember this one being in the arcades because you're a little younger than me but this is one of the ones that had lines of people lined up with like this you know when you die you better either put your quarter or get the hell out of the line um <laughs> man i beat this game once in the arcade really that's actually impressive and i wish i could say it's from start to finish but like i said when you're done, you get the hell out of line. Uh, I got I caught it somewhere towards like the last couple stages. But I've, I've since, I, I do believe this game was released on Virtual Console or even it, it's on Super Nintendo as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I played it on Super Nintendo. See, it, it, there's that way, but like, the official old school original, yeah, I've, I've beaten it. I love this game through and through. This is, I dare say, maybe my number one, maybe my number one arcade game of all time it's definitely in the question is top two wow okay i love this game everything everything about this game is just perfect it is a great game i mean I, i've played it a lot as well and it, it is fantastic i love ninja turtles it was it hit at the perfect the exact perfect time i was seven years old when this came out so it definitely capitalized on the like the the hype and the i guess what is the right word to say? It, it capitalized on the A turtle mania. Yeah, turtle mania. I guess is is the best way to put it. And unlike a lot of video games, this this wasn't like a a cash grab. This 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 was true to the source for the most part. Like it was, he actually felt like you know this this is turtles. This is what turtles should be. It wasn't some just like some nonsense BS use of the IP. Yeah. So yeah. I, I could talk about turtles all day long, but that's not what we're here for. We're, we're, here for, we're here for the music. We're here for the music. We're here for the music. We're here for the epic jams. And dude, like I said, man, that is a great track. That is great through and through. Uh, but just what, what do you got for me next? I guarantee it's a game I played. It is. It is. It's definitely a game you've played. I actually uh, are, I mentioned the sequel to this game coming out next month. River City Girls. I want to go back to the original River City Ransom. Let's take a listen to the boss battle music, which is officially titled A Tough Fight.
And that was a tough fight, otherwise known as boss battle music, from River City Ransom. This came out January 1990 on the Nintendo Entertainment System and was composed by Kazuo Sawa. This is an epically rocking track, dude. This is awesome. <laughs> the soundtrack for River City Ransom is not very deep either. There's no, like there actually five, is only five, five tracks. Say, there's, there's only a handful of tracks on the soundtrack. I think it's a little bit more than five. To, if I remember from when I actually pulled this, but it's not many more than that because a lot of the music is reused throughout the game. But what is there is pretty incredible. It is, it is, this, this is the one that's iconic to me because this battle is, it really is a tough fight. Um, I, I, I hate to like just joke about it, but it really is a tough fight. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And this is actually developed by the same people that made Double Dragon, the Technos Japan. They're the ones that did both this and Double Dragon. So there were a lot of similarities between the two games. And what Kazuo Sawa did with the actual composition to this game, like it just it makes you feel like a badass. It really does. It really, really does. This game um, and my actions got my ass kicked by my parents when I was a child. Really? Why is because that? I, because I was playing this game with um, the devil. I mean, my sister Nicole. And <laughs> I, I, I do believe I audibly said something along the lines of, you suck, I don't want to play with you, go away. Probably not that, because you didn't say you suck back, back then, but something along those lines, like, I hate you, go away. And yes, then my mother hit me because I was a bad boy. <laughs> I, actually, uh, I actually didn't finish this game until it released on the Game Boy Advance. And I want to say that was, yeah, that was in 2004. So I actually played this the year I graduated high school. <laughs> I, I think I told you I beat this game three times. So I beat it once with my sister, which is the longest haul there was because, you know, can't carry us ball like him. I had to. Uh, I beat it once by myself and then I beat it on the Game Boy Advance. So Yeah, yeah, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance is where I finished it at. But I did play it on the NES when it came out. Another one of my favorites. And this is a game I did not own. I rented this game multiple, multiple times. Um, I actually wasn't aware of this until I looked into this for this episode. It's part of the Kunio Kun series. There's a whole series of these games? There's a series of other games. So there were two games that released before River City Ransom that are part of the same series and part of the same universe. The first one is Renegade, which you may remember. I played Renegade. I don't see how that's in the same universe, but okay. Yeah, Renegade is part of the same universe as River City Ransom. And the other game features some of the same characters, if I'm not mistaken, Super Dodgeball. Holy crap, yes! I can picture the freaking <laughs> game right now, wow! Yeah, okay. Super Super Dodgeball is the other game part of the Kunio Kun series. All these I games not, are intricately I linked. Never, I would never make the link between this and Renegade, two completely different living games. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if there's, and there's actually, let's see here, there's, looks like there's quite a bit more than just those games. Those are just the ones that we're going to be familiar with. Uh, most of these names, and I'm just looking on Wikipedia, most of these names are in Japanese, so it's kind of hard to see exactly what is what, but it doesn't really say. I would probably have to scroll through a lot of this a lot. Uh, no, Kunio, Kunio is the main character. He is the protagonist of the entire series. Uh, River City Ransom has different characters. But yeah, these are all somehow intricately linked. That is pretty neat, and I'm going to look that up later on. Yeah, I wish I wish I wish I could tell you how they were, but uh, only, sure a couple, some, only a couple I'm of them. Sure, I'm sure someone has done a video to put these things together because everybody who could think of has been made. Here you go. Here, this is right here. A few of the early Kunio games for the NES were localized for the North American market. These include Renegade, River City Ransom, Super Dodgeball, 
Crash in the Boys Street Challenge. Absolutely is connected. I, I, I used to have that game. And Nintendo World Cup huh. is a soccer game, which. Oh, OK. Funny enough, here's a screenshot of it and I will send it to you. Uh, I know I, I can picture I, I can already picture it. I, I've played that game to death. Yeah, in, in Discord, here's the message, but that is it. And lo and behold, it's the same damn characters. One hundred percent. Yeah, so I honestly never put that together, but I just when you said it, I was like, holy crap. Same thing when you said Super Dodgeball, I'm like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Same freaking characters. How funny is that? But yeah. Going back to the music, great piece of music, great soundtrack, and great track in general. I think I want to get you a really good one here. One of our favorite composers, one of my favorite series. Okay. From Streets of Rage 3. Ooh, okay. This is Fuse. that amazing song you just heard right there was Fuse from Streets of Rage 3. Uh, came out June 1994, composed by the legend Yuzo Koshiro. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Absolute legend. That, that just makes me want to punch someone in the face. That's the song. <laughs> Watch out, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me about Sonic and Knuckles. 
I'm still a little bitter. Uh, but yeah, man, I honestly, this is one of the first times I can remember walking into Blockbuster Video as a kid, uh, June 94, so I was 11, 12 years old, somewhere around there. I had money. I'm like, Mom, I want to rent this game. And she's like, no. Why? I'm like, it's not like that, That's exactly. I'm like, I'm like, why? She goes, because uh, you don't have a Sega. I was oh, like, the good reason. I was like, but mom, I do have a Sega. I oh, bought well, there it. You go. <laughs> I, I, I bought it. She goes, when did you buy a Sega? And I had to explain to her that I had saved my money and bought a Sega Genesis. And she goes, okay, but you got to play your sister. And son of a bitch, I had to have play with my sister. Uh, like, there was no winning. <laughs> but I bought the system. <laughs> I bought the system. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Like, I, whatever. It is what it is. I'm not bitter. Uh, I love Street of Rage, the entire series. Street of Rage 3 was a great one, too. It was just- Streets of Rage 3 is a great one. Definitely not my favorite Streets of Rage game, though. I mean, Streets of Rage 2 is leaps and bounds better than Streets of Rage I think 3. Everybody agree- I think everybody agrees with you on that one. The Streets of Rage 2 is probably the best. It absolutely um, is. But Streets of Rage is my favorite beat-em-up franchise of all time. Like, that is my number one over TMNT, over anything else. Streets of Rage is it for me. But this, is, this, is like, this is the first ever Genesis game I rented then. So it was this and then Road Rash uh, afterwards. God, Road Rash. So good, man. You're just getting me excited for the uh, Sega Genesis mini next month. It's like I was I'm so glad we have pre-orders for that because it's going to disappear off the shelves. Yeah, I was actually just looking at my pre-order the other day to make sure it was still there on Amazon. It's still there. <laughs> it didn't cancel it. So, yeah, I'm so freaking excited for that, man. And I will be playing a lot of everything that's on there. I mean, say what you will, a final fight and something like that. I feel Streets of Rage is the benchmark when it comes to, to, to beat em ups. Like, that's the, that's the one for me that was, like, the, the best series going. You, you said it's your favorite. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite. I wouldn't say that, I mean, it didn't, it, was, it wasn't the original. I mean, it didn't. No, it's, it's, it's not the original. Um, it didn't reinvent the wheel, but I felt that it was the best. Yeah, I gameplay. agree. I, I absolutely agree. I think that is definitely the case. It was the bar that I was pretty much holding other games to. A lot of it can be con- uh, attributed to Yuzo Koshiro as well, though, I think. Like, uh, it's, like, it's a big part of the music. <laughs> the games are great. Yeah. The music lends so much like atmosphere and aesthetic to the games that it, it's hard to beat. It's a great combination that's hard to beat for sure. Hard to beat them up. Hard to oh! beat them up. <laughs> Before we jump to our next track, I do want to quickly mention the Max Level podcast, which listeners of BG Mania may or may not be familiar with. We do an all-purpose gaming podcast every Monday. It posts at 5 a.m. Eastern, just like BG Mania does every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern. And it's a lot of fun. And the reason that I started doing this this episode is I think last Monday's episode, the one that we just recorded earlier today and that posted on the 5th, if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out on the 7th, I think it was a strong episode. We talked about Fire Emblem Three Houses. We talked about the Blackout Club, which is a fun new multiplayer game that came out from developers Question, who were nice enough to provide the entire crew at Level Down Games with copies of the games. That way we could actually play it together and talk about it together on the show. But we also played a game, uh, Keeper Switch, about Gamescom 2019 coming up later this month. So if you're looking for another all-purpose gaming podcast to listen to on a weekly basis, I highly recommend checking out our podcast, Max Level. It's 
a lot of fun and a lot of work goes into it. So I definitely am trying to, you know, BG Mania right now still is more popular than max level. We do still have a, a much larger dedicated audience for this show than we do for our other show. So I'm trying to get a little bit more crossover with there. And I, I think a lot of people listening to this will really enjoy what we do over there on Monday mornings. It's a fun time just sitting around with friends. It's me, Brian, and a couple other jerks. It's the best thing you'll listen to on a Monday. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree. Myself, Frank, uh, and the other two jerks that you mentioned are two of our good friends that work with us here at Lebanon Games, uh, Sean and Kyle. We, we have a lot of fun. So again, if you're looking for a new all-purpose gaming podcast to listen to on a weekly basis, check us out every Monday. Max Level is the name of the show. Let's jump to my next pick on the episode. And I want to go to a more recent game that's in the beat-em-up genre. And I wouldn't say it's recent in terms of, you know, it just released not that long ago. Absolutely not. This came out in uh, 2003. So it's it's still been a while, but it's not retro like we have been playing on the show since I could. Exactly. From Beautiful Joe. This is Joe the Hero. That was Joe the Hero from Beautiful Joe, which came out October 7th, 2003 on the Nintendo GameCube. And that particular track was composed by Mazakazu Sugimori. This is just awesome, dude. Like, it's very techno beady. It makes you want to get up and just boogie. It does. And Beautiful Joe is a freaking great game, man. Why is it not? Why? Why do we not still have games in the Beautiful Joe series? Why? Why? <laughs> because they're too busy doing stupid things with Beautiful Joe, like putting on Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or making him a costume in Street Fighter 5. You, you, didn't, you didn't appreciate it in Street Fighter 5? Street Fighter 5 can go die in a fire. Frank, this game has a 93 on Metacritic for the GameCube. Like, this game is... No, no Beautiful Joe is a beautiful game. I love Beautiful Joe. Yeah, it's it's incredible how highly regarded this game actually is and how fun it was. It, you know, it was traditional side-scrolling. It was a, an old-school beat-em-up, and it had this, like, cell-shaded feel to it with, you know, this was right around the time when 
cell shaded graphics really hit their stride and really went mainstream because of the Wind Waker. Yeah. And, and a lot of other companies started doing that and realizing how amazing it can look and be when done correctly. Uh, we don't call it Wind Waker either. We call it The Legend of Zelda, okay? The Legend of Zelda, exactly. C-E-L-D-A. Yes. <laughs> I love this game man and the music like i said it just it makes you want to get up and just move because it has like you, you know and it should because you're in a side scrolling beat em up where you're constantly moving that's you're constantly scrolling and like it, it makes you want to just keep going and bob your head and beat up some bad guys was it, is it streets of rage or final fight the track is literally called go right that's the whole point of these things that's streets of rage that's streets, streets of rage, rage. One? yeah streets uh, of rage one okay. i think it was right. uh that's that's the point just, <laughs> just go right uh, exactly exactly you know this poses a question you know that i was probably gonna wait till later on but i'm gonna ask you now do you think a beat up still has a place in 2019 or 2020 whenever you listen to this well, I guess we're going to find out next month, right? With River City Girls. Well, see, see, trust me, for me, the answer is yes, no matter what. You could put out agree. 100 tomorrow. I, I, think, I think that the answer is yes, because these games are timeless. These games, they, they don't really get old because it's simple mechanics. It's something that's always going to work. You know, it, it's traditional video game roots. You always know to go to the right. Yeah, and you're always going to beat up people. Like, that's just what it is. So I think that these games definitely still have a place in 2019 and beyond. And like I said, I, I really do hope that River City Girls, because and I keep using that within as an example, because it's the next most recent one that we're going to see. I hope it does well. I really do. You know, I mean, I, I, I believe in the game because these games, they really are a reflection of our own lives. We're just constantly moving forward and beating up everybody on our path. <laughs> <laughs> Taking them down one at a time. You know, what? I'm going to play you a track right now from a game that probably has the absolute best title of any video game ever released ever. You ready for this, Brian? Yeah, ready? lay it on me. This, this track is called Las Vegas from a little okay. game called Ninja Baseball Batman. Las Vegas from Ninja Baseball Batman. Uh, came out September 1993 in the arcades. Uh, very crazy game that I never would have heard of if it weren't for the Angry Video Game Nerd doing a very short video on it, like three or four minutes, just 
explaining this game. I'm going to try to explain it to you uh, as basically as possible. So if you hear something that sounds like an interjection, it is Bat Space Man. It is not yes. Batman. <laughs> so uh, it, obviously it's a beat-em-up game where you play as four. There's, there's four baseball players. The commissioner of baseball is he, he has you guys going to fight all these evil creatures who stole items from the Baseball Hall of Fame. So you're going all over the United States, uh, fighting bosses, going moving to the right, collecting these artifacts. <laughs> uh, the enemies are mostly baseball related. Like there's uh, baseballs you know, with arms and legs who are fighting you. There's flying bats. There's bats with bats. Question, uh, is Abe Knuckleball Schwartz in the game? I'm very disappointed that he's not. <laughs> I don't know that that character like was created yet on WWF TV, like when this game came out. When did you say it released? 93. Yeah, I think that was more like 95, 96. So probably not. <laughs> Good old Brooklyn Brawler. But this is just it's just a wacky, wacky, wacky game. Uh, it's God, first of all, the music, the music is great. Like I said, and there's you, you really are all over the US. There, there's tracks for Florida, New York. Uh, California, Las Vegas, which we just heard. I played this game after the nerd explained it, and he, even he said, he goes, this is the greatest title no, uh, ever created by a human being or an alien or whoever comes up with these kind of crazy things. <laughs> but this, this was actually put out by a company called Irem uh, Corporation. They did four games. Uh, they did Blade Master. They did Undercover Cops, which is another beat-up beat up game. Um, they did this game, and they also did the game Hook, believe it or not. Oh, the um, uh, SNES. Was that a beat em up? No. <laughs> they, they've done four games because, together. Be, because three of the four were beat em ups, and I don't remember yeah. Hook being beat em up. No. It's just, it's just a random licensed game somewhere in there. <laughs> that's that's so weird. Yeah, that is so weird. Uh, I like that track, though. It is catchy. It's fun, and it's definitely fitting to the area that you're in. You know, just lots of excitement here in Vegas, baby. Now, is this level like on the strip? Yeah. Or in downtown, maybe for you want street. I don't I don't really know. It's, 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 it's you know, you have the glitz and glamour, the neon signs and all that stuff like that. OK, so it's probably not like true to life. It's just more no, like neons no. everywhere, like made to yeah, look like Las Vegas. It, 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 probably made to look like old Las Vegas with like all the neon signs, three on street kind of thing. Right. Yeah. No, I might check this out at some point. It's it, it definitely in, intriguing by title alone. But I'm, I'm curious to hear the rest of the soundtrack as well to see if it's just as upbeat and, and catchy. And I, I don't know. I, I like this particular track, though. I really did. I definitely think this game would be right up your alley, you know. But uh, boy, is it weird. In ja the Japanese version, the name of this is Yaku Kakuda League Man, which changed, that literally translates to baseball hand-to-hand -hand fighting league man. So I think Ninja Baseball Batman was... Slightly better. <laughs> Slightly better. Slightly better. But, at least, but not much. <laughs> at least makes more sense in the English language. <laughs> All right, man, let's go to a game that I was kind of surprised that we really have not explored this franchise before. And, you know, we say that a lot with a lot of things, but I was really surprised we hadn't explored this one because of our both of our love for beat em up games from Final Fight 2. This is Fret Street Beat Beat.
And that was Fret Street Beat Beat. Yes, I know I'm saying beat twice. It is in the track. Beat Beat from Final Fight 2. That came out August 15th, 1993 on the Super Nintendo and was composed by Yuko Takahara. I enjoy that. It's funky, dude. It's a funky track right there. Man, I love Final Fight. It is a great track. Final Fight is a great franchise. It's definitely up there with with some of my favorite beat 'em up games and beat 'em up franchises. Obviously, of how iconic it actually is, and you know, a lot of these characters still exist in popular culture to this day. Like you look at some of these games that borrow characters from Final Fight. Uh, they they're still out there, man. They're still out there. Do you remember who the main boss from Final Fight Two was? Because I will never forget. Uh, no. Okay, it's it's Rolento from the Street Fighter series, or obviously the Final Fight series. Right. He was he was called Rolent in the game. That's right. Obviously, everyone knows Mike Hagar. Yeah, of course, the best <laughs> man on earth. <laughs> and uh, you know, clearly, Cody and Guy. Like like I said, these are characters that exist a lot still in in popular culture. And again, I, t- I let us know if we're wrong, but I'm pretty sure Final Fight Two. Um, you weren't able to play as Guy. You were only able to play as Cody and Mike. And then they actually made a Final Fight Guy, like to where you could play as him as well. Like they put like, a second version out. Um, I don't remember. I don't or remember like, who I, you I, actually I, could I, play I, as. That, that could have that could have been Final Fight One. Uh, it's been years. I mean, it's been a long, long time. But I know that one of those games is something stupid like that. Yeah, I, I want to say that uh, that I don't think you can play as Cody or Guy. In this game, I can't remember though. That's another good possibility. <laughs> I remember, I remember definitely being able to play as Hagar, of course. But I cannot remember if if Cody and Guy are playable in Final Fight Two. It, it, it has been so long. Um, but yeah, like I said, funky little track, man. Funky little track, and and you know another uh, Street Fighter Five character, Hagar. <laughs> Wait, was he in Street Fighter Five? He was. He's, he's in four. No, he's in five, isn't he? No, no. No one's in five. Are you sure? Fairly certain. I've stopped playing five, so if he was added afterwards, I don't know. I thought he was, but maybe you're right. Oh no, you know what? You are right. It's uh, uh, uh Cody is in five, not not Hagar. You're right. Yeah, he was in four, but Cody's in five. You're right. I actually forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, he actually. Uh, I, know, I know all the things, Brian. Well, I forgot in story purposes for Street Fighter Five, Hagar passed down the uh, like the torch, so to speak, to Cody for this game. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Because yeah, I will fight you as long as I live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for my for my stupid transition of the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you as you always do. Another one of these games that I poured my allowance into from the arcade classic X Men, the arcade game. This is I'll keep on fighting as long as I live.
and that was I'll Keep On Fighting As Long As I Live from the X-Men arcade game, which came out in the arcades, obviously, because the arcade game, in 1992. <laughs> Little do they know, I'll keep on fighting as long as I live. You keep saying you're going to die on Tuesday. Fingers crossed. Um, I'll be fighting. So uh, this game is composed by Junya Nakano, who uh, has done some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, works usually as a composer or an arranger. So composed this game, but uh, also did the composition for Final Fantasy for the After Years. Oh, that's why I know it. Okay, I was like, that name sounds so familiar to me. I can't figure out why. That's why. Okay, right there. <laughs> uh, he did the arrangement and some of the uh, composition for Final Fantasy X. That's ten. That's 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 ten for all of you uh, all of you out there that actually say it correctly. No way. Um, what else we have here that you might know? Something called he was the arranger of Dawn of Mana. So it was one of the Mana games. Yeah, that that was the one that was on the uh, PS2. So yeah, but uh, X Men arcade game. I told Brian uh, I have a a little story about this game. So this is this is the official game of MAGFest, which is a music and gaming festival that happens near Baltimore. I believe it's Baltimore. It's in to? Baltimore. Yeah. yeah and, Baltimore. and we are going to be there eventually. Like we are going to get out there one year for sure. I, I went to MAGFest uh, with a couple of friends. Actually, I, have, I can see my badge hanging on my shelf because from the last time I went. Um, this is the official game of MAGFest. And what people do, the way they greet each other, is they do the Colossus Roar from this game. You've so, told uh, the story before. Have we played a track from this before? I don't know. We might have. You've literally, word for I'm word. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure I have. I told word you, I only, have like six, <laughs> I only have like six stories, Brian. Word for word, even the Colossus Roar. And I remember you doing your impersonation of the Colossus Roar. So now I have to look on our spreadsheet here. Have we played something from this before? Let me see here. Well, no, I'm sure. Arcade. Tell you the second we part have X Men Arcade. We played Dance with a Crocodile. And I'm sure I'll tell you the second part of this was uh, I collect Funko Pops, and I have quite a bit. For the longest time, I was against collecting Marvel Funko Pops because I don't like the fact that they're all bobbleheads. But because it was at Magfest, I went and I bought the actual Colossus bobblehead. So here's my first Marvel one ever. And now I have a whole ton of them because I have a problem and I have to stop spending money. But uh, yeah, man, I love this game. I sunk so much money into this game as a kid. Um, I do believe this game just recently got announced for release or, or may have just released as one of the one-up arcade uh, games you could buy at the Walmart. Ooh, so the, like the little small little things you can get. Yeah, so I'm gonna start saving up for Christmas because I want this game. How does that Colossus Roar again go? <laughs> uh, and uh, one guess, Brian, as to who I played at is the, that game all the time. Uh, the Heavy. Come on now, it's an audio podcast, Brian. Uh, Wolverine, Frank. <laughs> always Wolverine. If it ain't Wolverine, it ain't worth playing. Yeah, you know, you bitched and moaned about Wolverine being taken out of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, so... Stupid move. Stupid move. <laughs> Frank, over the past week, we got one of the nicest emails that we've actually ever received. And I want to take some time to acknowledge this person and acknowledge this email. And I want to read it to you because I haven't actually read it to you yet. And I actually think that you're really going to enjoy this. This came to us from a Brian in Dallas, Texas. Spells his name with an I, you know, unfortunately, Brian. The right way. The right way. Unfortunately, you spell it the wrong way. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's the wrong way. But, you know, the more common way, I obviously spell mine with a Y. But this is a really, really cool email. So he said, to Brian and, and the A-N-D was all capital letters, Frank. Hey, guys. First time writing, if you don't count my iTunes review, and thank you for that. But I've been listening to BG Mania for a few months now. I've also caught a few episodes of Max Level, but I have to curate my podcast listening hours pretty closely, and I just have to save more room for BGM stuff. 
I found you guys through the Messenger's blog about VGM casts, and I'm super excited to have stumbled upon two guys who really seem to have a direct line to my heart when it comes to VGM. Maybe it's our age range, and I think Frank is closer, but we all still grew up with a lot of the same games. But when it comes to pure listening enjoyment, VG Mania is now one of my top two VGM podcasts, and I listen to seven or eight fairly regularly. I'm still working my way through my backlog, so I'm going to save my request until I catch up and start listening regularly to new episodes, but you will definitely be hearing from me in the future. I'm going to stop right there because he actually did kind of indirectly give us a suggestion for a track that I'm going to use for Radio Hour later this month, so I'll read that portion later in the month, but let me continue on. Looking forward to more content in the future, and who knows, you might finally inspire me to get off my ass and finally make the VGM show I've been thinking about doing for the last couple years. I definitely be in good company. Peace, Brian. That's awesome. Yeah, so thank you. For, I, th- we th- got thank that. You for the we got that on Wednesday this past week, on the day that the last episode posted Radio Hour. We got it on July thirty first, and I, I responded it because you know I, I've been going through a lot lately in terms of personal life and mental health stuff, and just it, it's been a chaotic time. And the email came at a perfect time when I really needed to hear something like that. And it was it was just perfect, man. It was it was super cool. So I wanted to acknowledge that and, and give a shout out to that on the show because that's awesome. And again, you know, I, I responded and I already told you thank you. And uh, as a time of recording, I haven't responded to your second portion of your email yet. And I will. I, I will definitely do that. You just sent it yesterday. So I haven't. And it was like yesterday afternoon. I just haven't had a chance to respond to him yet. But by the time you're listening to this, Brian, I've already responded to your previous email. So you're kind of hearing me talk about it in the past but you already know about it because you read the email so <laughs> and brian if you ever, if you ever do get off your ass and um, do this i will absolutely be listening to your uh, to your podcast oh that's what i told him i was like you you know what i said you should definitely start a podcast you've already got a subscriber in me whenever you do and i know you would subscribe as well so <laughs> and, you know, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we inspired you to, to go out there and do it do it man yeah do it. any anything that <laughs> I, this is BG Mania is my, you know, we do a couple podcasts together. This is my absolute favorite thing to do every week. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. And not even just recording the episode, but doing the research for the episodes, figuring out what we're going to play, putting it together. Uh, It it is a lot of fun. It's it's literally the conversations I have with friends during the week. I mean, I told a couple of friends that we're doing beat em up games and I got one of them to play three beat em up games with me. Uh, The the other one is literally messaged me today. Hey, dude, you're not gonna believe what's coming up. Like this show just it's it gets me through the week because God knows work does it. That that crushes my soul. It makes me want to die. Thankfully, I'll be dying Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. uh, Always Tuesday. Always Tuesday. But yeah, thanks again for the email. Super appreciated. And anytime you want to send something in, uh, request stuff, Brian, feel free to do so. And anyone out there, if you want to send us emails with feedback or stories or whatever comments i tend to read them on the show i don't read them all some of them i don't read but i read i read a lot of them on the show so feel free to keep sending us stuff and we'll keep using your suggestions and reading your emails bgmania at leveldowngames.com you want to send us that brian and frank fanfic have at you no (laughs) (laughs) all right man let's go to what i know for a fact is the newest game on the show today because this game just came out less than three years ago almost it's we're almost to its three-year anniversary but the game came out in 2016 and i'm curious if you've played this because i'm gonna tell you right now this is a frank game through and through and through because it was also it's also was published by devolver digital and i know how much you love them as a publisher they're the best from mother russia bleeds this is black racers 
that was Black Racers from Mother Russia Bleeds, which Hell yeah, ju- it was. <laughs> just came out September 5th, 2016, so almost three years ago on the PC. Uh, that was composed by Vincent Kassar. And like I told you while we were listening to that, if there has been a recent beat-em-up game that's released that is a total Frank game through and through and through, it's Mother Russia Bleeds. The the team, uh, Le Cartel Studio, the developers of it, they compared it as a cross between Streets of Rage and Double Dragon mixed with the ultraviolence of Hotline Miami. This <laughs> <laughs> game is a drug-infused trip through a alternate 1980s Russia. Like, dude, it, it, it is brutally gory, but it's brutally fun. Like, it's it it's insane, though. Like, the game is insane. You can just, you can gather that by looking at some of the screenshots. The game is insane. A beat up game and drugs, my favorite things. <laughs> and it's only $15 on Steam, so it's not like an expensive game at all. But it's so much fun to play as. And I, you hadn't you actually have not played this yet, but I, I think the music and just looking into it has enticed you to pick it up. I really think you're going to enjoy this. I flagged it in my Steam wish list. I just need to throw some more money into my wallet and I will be playing this soon. Yeah, I really think you would enjoy this because holy crap, is it good? And seriously, man, like the music, it's like industrial a little bit, like industrial metal almost. It, it has that feel to it. But there's also a little bit of synth in there, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. No, that was that was cool. So good. So for for my next pick, I'm gonna pick another Marvel game, but instead of a Konami game, I'm gonna pick a Marvel Capcom game. Okay. So from the arcade classic, if you want to call it that, the Punisher arcade game. This is the Staff Roll.
and from the Punisher arcade game. That is the staff roll. Uh, game came out in 1993 and composed by Yoko Shimomura. And I didn't actually know that off the top of my head, but after you told me it was Yoko Shimomura while we were listening to it, I could instantly tell, like, yeah, you're right, because it does sound a lot like Street Fighter. Yeah, um, definitely the strongest track on the whole uh, soundtrack. I think this might be the only one she actually did for the game. Oh, okay. I See, that I didn't actually know. I didn't know that she only did one track for it. I actually thought maybe she was behind the whole thing. But uh, this game was fun. It wasn't the best beat-em-up, to be quite honest. But uh, and, and trust me, the line for this one was never really that long. <laughs> <laughs> But you're playing as a Punisher, and not only are you beating up, but you got guns, and you're taking on, you know, the friggin' Kingpin. It was it was an awesome game. Did you have you did you finish this one in the arcade or no? I want to say I, I want to say yes, but I can't. It's been twenty something years now, uh, so I'm gonna say yes that I did, but I probably didn't. <laughs> Toot your own horn, even though it's not true. <laughs> Yeah, because this is another one that was Comic Movie Theater, and the problem with that is you go there to, you know, and I'm playing the games, but you have to hurry up because you have to make your movie at a certain time, so. Right. Uh, this could have been one of those games where I was kicking ass at and I had to, like, walk away and give the, you know, let someone else play my, play my game. Which track does this sound like in Street Fighter? I'm trying to, like... I'm try- I was trying to do the, the, the whole time, like, cause it, it sounds very similar to it. It kind of sounds like, like a mix between maybe Guile's theme and something else. Like, it has a lot of aspects of that. I mean, you, you definitely read Street Fighter all over this. You could tell Yoko Shimomura if, you know, just through and through on this track, especially once, as I told you, that's... Yeah, like I said, uh, once... Con- con- bias. One, one, well, not only that, but once... I mean, you can clearly hear... Yeah, this of course. Was, she's, what she's, year she's, was she's this? You said that was, this was 93. 93, okay. So Street Fighter 2 was, what, 91, 92? So yeah. right around the same time she would have been composing this. So definitely she would have been, you know, in that mindset. And you can clearly tell. You can clearly, clearly tell. Yeah, this is one of those games. Maybe I have to hunt this out one day and try to play it again. Because, because like you said it, I don't know if I've ever finished this. Yeah, I think it'd be fun for you to do that. I think that'd be really cool. Maybe the game's my, not that I, great. I, but... And my and my and my treat for being in the game will be I'll be able to hear the Yoko Shimomura track again. Exactly. You just gotta push on through to hear the goddess Yoko Shimomura. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go to my next pick. And I actually went back to a game that we've played a track from before. And much like what happens here on the show, when we play music from games that you've not played and it's excellent music, you tend to buy the game. This is one of the games that you heard a track from and went out and bought the game. However, you Which weren't a huge fan of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a huge fan of the game. So from Night Slashers, this is Sunrise, otherwise known as The Ending.
that was Sunrise, otherwise known as the ending from Night Slashers, which came out in 1993 for the arcades. And this was composed by Tomoyoshi Sato. Like I said, we played, uh, I, I forget the actual name of the track we played previously, but you loved it so much. And it was in our Data East episode, but because this was published and developed by Data East. But you loved it so much that you went out and bought the eShop version on the Nintendo Switch. This is the one that it's very similar to Final Fight, but you're going against like traditional Hollywood monsters. Yeah, the, the Universal Monster Squad for the most part. Yeah, like the Mummy, Gollum, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, like they're all in there and that's what you're going against. And I've, I didn't play this game and I remember talking about it before and I was going to go out and buy it, but you did. But when you bought it, you played it, you're like, hey, the game's not that good. I never ended up buying it. Yeah, I, he, I I took the bullet for the two of us on this one here. Uh, uh, I will respect the soundtrack all day, every day. The soundtrack is amazing. The soundtrack is like incredible. Like every track on the game, every track on the soundtrack is insanely good. And you've heard us say this before. Sometimes games have music that is way better than the game deserves. This is, <laughs> yeah. This, this is one of those instances where this this game very generic. It's, it's not a bad game at all. It's just, it's very generic. It's not, I don't think it's worth how much it's going for on the eShop. I think it's funny too. I remember, I remember talking about this, but uh, Jake Hunter is one of the playable characters in the game. And he's still a character like in modern releases and like that detective series that releases most recently on the 3DS. Like Jake Hunter is still around in games. So that's kind of neat. <laughs> He's like the River City Ransom Boys, you know? Uh, Pretty much. They're in the, in, the, in, the, in the Kuni Kai or whatever the hell that series was called exactly. I want them to cross over with Nino Kuni. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe you'll see them in Ding Dong Dell in the next game. Maybe. There you go. Because uh, I did hear that Bandai Namco was working on, in level five, they are potentially working on Nino Kuni 3. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, man, the, the Night Slasher soundtrack, it's epic it's it's rocking through and through like every track is good i listened to the entire thing again and prep for the episode i it don't is. think there's a bad track on there i don't i am you will never get me to say anything bad about the soundtrack but if you want to hear bad things about the game yeah uh, all day all day every day just holla at your boy uh yeah uh there's two there are two composers on that uh again that track was done by tomoyoshi sato the other composer tetsuya kiyuchi I think those two did a great job with this and they just they, they nailed it, man. Like some of the tracks, they have that like universal monster feel to them, but other ones are just pure rock. And that's what's great. And that's what I need. I needs the rock. It keeps me going. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> OK, <laughs> I, I, I also I also don't have a good transition here. Uh, uh, unfortunate. I'm, I'm just going to take you to a game that uh, I used to play at the Sizzler all the time. Oh, Sizzler. My God. OK. <laughs> Taking you back to 89. Yeah. This is Golden Axe, Turtle Village 2. Thank you. 
restaurant called the sizzler i don't know i don't know if sizzler's still around to this day i know that it was within the last 10 years but i don't know if there's any jessica and i actually ate at one in san diego we were in california in like 2013 before we moved back to ohio and there was still one there i don't know if there's any else out there or if they're still there and i don't know but they were still there within the last 10 years uh, i remember as a kid sizzler was the first time i ever heard of something called a salad bar well, yeah. <laughs> your Sizzler and, and Sizzler really did replace what I grew up with was the Ponderosa. Literally, I was going to say that it used to be the Ponderosa used to go to, but then became Sizzler. Yes. I was the same everywhere. And, okay. and, and it's no, no, it's opposite. So Ponderosa was the thing out here in Ohio when I was growing up. And then when I left Ohio and when I went to the West Coast after I graduated high school, it was all Sizzler. No, no, no. So, we had the we had the Ponderosa and it got replaced by the Sizzler here. See, Ponderosa, Ponderosa it's still it's exists to this day in Ohio. Oh, we, don't have, we, we don't have them anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the Sizzler's still there. Ponderosa still exists, at least over uh, in Warren, Ohio. There's still one. And there was one in Alliance that Jessica and I actually used to go to, but that one actually closed down last year. So there's only there's only two left, I think, in Ohio for Ponderosa. A quick aside to the Ponderosa. My grandma and I went to Ponderosa once. She filled her purse with foil and took as much shrimp as you could possibly imagine. May she rest in peace. For me, it was always their uh, their their crunchy wings, man. They I still think to this day they have the best or some of the best wings. But back to the Sizzler. Uh, they had three. <laughs> back to the music. Well, no, not Sizzler. No, no, I was no, kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> they, had, they had three video games at the at the Sizzler, and I'll never forget. They had a beaten up, disgusting looking old uh, pinball machine that had seen better days. They had Joust, which I suck at. Uh, and they had Golden Axe, which I would play like, like crazy while we were waiting for a table. Uh, you had to wait at Sizzler for a table? Dude, this is Long Island. You have to wait for uh, a table. I remember. guess. Yeah, we used to just be able to walk in and sit down. Yeah, and we didn't even eat out all that often. I think it seemed like I played this game all the time. I've probably been to Sizzler maybe five times my entire life. But every, every, <laughs> every, every single time I played, they went there. I played Golden Axe. Eventually, I bought it for the Sega later on. But, yeah, uh, see, obviously, you... my my experience with Golden Axe is on the Genesis. Yeah. And great game. Love this game. But I never noticed, man, like the music, it, it is kind of simplistic. Like in terms of everything else we've heard today, it just like there's a decent amount there, but it's not as full, I guess, is what I'm no, trying no, to say. It's very minimalistic. Um, yeah. I listened to the entire soundtrack to this one. There's not, first of all, there's not many tracks in general. No, there uh, isn't. Uh, the thief, uh, originally I was going to pick the Thief's uh, song, but that was just even more simplistic than this. And I was like, nah, it's just, it's, it's not good enough for BG Mania. It's, it, for me, it's iconic and I love sure, it. Sure, sure. But I, I at least want you to have a good listening experience, despite Brian. <laughs> but it is, like I said, it's still a memorable track. It's still fun. Still fun to listen to, and yeah, there's some great memories with Golden Axe. It really is a great game. It really is. I think that's something that needs a resurgence. Maybe. I mean, we do have the Sega Genesis Classic coming out next month, so. Just bring back all my beat-em-up games, damn it. <laughs> 
You can put it. You can put a. You can put it a beat 'em up machine, and I'll buy that. All right, Frank. I want to talk about something special that Level Down Games gets to be a part of. For those who are unfamiliar with Kyle, you can hear him weekly every Monday on Max Level, as well as catch his streams at twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce, that's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E, every Tuesday, Thursday, and either Saturday or Sunday. Next month on September 21st and 22nd, he's hosting a charity event on Twitch with several different streamers involved. So far, it's somewhere around six or seven, with potentially more set to be announced at a later date. And some of them are even verified with significant audiences. They'll be raising money for the Las Vegas PBS Special Needs Library, as Kyle himself is a pediatric doctor of physical therapy in Las Vegas. We encourage everyone listening to participate in the Streamworks Alliance charity stream next month on September 21st and September 22nd. Information can be found by going to leveldowngames.com and clicking on Streamworks Alliance there in the menu bar. I'm surprised you haven't used this transition, but hey, Frank, speaking of beat em up games. <laughs> I think I'm a little more clever than that. Not really. <laughs> wow. I me, have a game that was a PlayStation 2 launch title. You know what I'm talking about? PlayStation 2 launch title. It's a beat em up. Mm -hmm. No, what do you got? The Square Enix game, or it was just Square at the time, Squaresoft, The Bouncer. Okay. I didn't realize it was a launch game. I do. Yeah, The Bouncer was a 2000 beat em up for PS2, and it was a launch title. Let's take a listen to Xion Barsad's theme. with Xion Barsad's theme from The Bouncer, which came out again on the PlayStation 2 March 6th, 2001 here in North America. 
which was the actual release date for the PS2 here in North America. Because uh, it came to December, or 2000 was the release date in... No, no, I guess it wasn't a launch title. I was wrong. I was wrong, because it did come out in late, in late 2000 here in North America as well. It came out October 26, 2000. I thought it was a launch title. But I guess you were right when you said you didn't realize it was a launch title. Uh, I could have sworn this was. But maybe it's just I, because... I, 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 I was what, Brian? You were... Uh, What's another word for uh, you? You were not wrong. <laughs> you were not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess. Be I, well, I guess I'm getting confused because I got my PlayStation 2 in March of 2001 um, when they restocked because they sold out so quick at the end of 2000 when they initially came out. So I had a pre-order at Toys R Us. Remember that store? No, I was kidding. It wasn't that long ago. It was still a store. Brian, Brian, too soon. <laughs> I had a pre-order for the restock of the PS2, and they they came out in March. So I guess just because I was getting confused when I got my PS2, and I just for whatever reason thought that was the initial launch, but I had forgotten that it actually came out a couple months prior. So I guess it wasn't a launch title. You were not wrong. But it was a, a it was a launch title around the time of the restock. How about that? <laughs> Uh, composed by Noriki Matsueda and Takehito Iguchi, which I actually looked into and I think is kind of interesting because Noriki Matsudo, she and Takehito Iguchi, they worked together on a ton of games. Like they were kind of like a package deal for a while. They worked on Racing Lagoon, The Bouncer, Final Fantasy X-2. Uh, I guess it's just those four. I guess it wasn't that long. And from 1999 to 2004, they were a package deal working on games together. And I think that's kind of interesting. When, and we've seen that often, like where composers will stick together and work together on things. They're both still out there. They're both still making music. Noriko Matsueda lasted, I guess she's not, uh, lasted something, Tenchu was her last game in 2003. But Takahito Iguchi, 2017, was part of the Sonic Forces soundtrack with several other Sega composers. And it looks like he's been on a majority of Sonic games since 2008. Sonic Runners in 2015, Sonic Lost World in 2013, Generations in 2011, so on and so forth. Not by himself. Sonic Heroes! Oh. He's not by himself. Obviously, he he is working with other composers, but he does have credits on all of those games. That's pretty cool. I, I, I like it when they stick together, and you know, collaboration only makes you better. Correct, correct. And the Bouncer was a interesting game. Obviously, an early PS2 games. So you have to know, like, you know, the the, the game's not going to be amazing by any stretch of the imagination. But it was for the time. But it was for the time, and it was interesting to see the beat-em-up genre be an early launch window game for PS2 because, you know, we didn't have a lot of beat-em-ups on the Nintendo 64. And I don't think we had a lot of beat-em-ups on the Sony PlayStation. Like, the beat-em-up genre kind of skipped that generation for the most part. And then it kind of started coming yeah, back after that. Yeah, it's crazy because one of my favorite genres in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was a decent game. And like I said, it... it fun soundtrack i mean it's definitely somewhat rocking not not total rocking but somewhat rocking it brings enough of the rock yeah a little bit of it there's just enough there just enough there all right you want something that's awesome i'll use something that's awesome brian from a little game called cadillacs and dinosaurs this is <laughs> the four heroes
And that was the four heroes from Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Uh, the game came out in the arcade February 1st, 1993. It was, let's see, I'm trying to say this clearly here. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, the arcade game was based on the cartoon uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, which lasted for a season. The show sucked. Uh, okay. It was, <laughs> It was very. It had the very much of like a Captain Planety kind of feel to it, not 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 in the the sense of the show, just the fact that it's like very political, very like eco friendly. That's nerdy. Uh, but the actual series itself was based on a comic book, so it's the game based on the TV show, based on the comic book. Uh, the co- comic book is Xenozoic Tales. Basic premise of this is. Uh, us filthy humans have destroyed the world with pollution, so we started to live underground for about 500 years. And during those 500 years, uh, new creatures came and took over, became the top uh, dog, and the dinosaurs came back, apparently. They just uh, came back out of nowhere? Yeah, over, over the span of 500 years, because that's the way things work. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not true at all. So a lot of it's just uh, beating up people in the black market and dinosaurs, and it's a pretty fun game. I know for sure I played this in the arcades. I know for sure I never beat this game, but I do remember watching the TV show. I remember not liking the TV show, which is why I say it sucks. I hadn't even really known much about it until you had submitted your list and I looked into it because like the name of the game was so like interesting. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Um, Got two composers on this one. I couldn't find which one did the track itself. Uh, So I have uh, Sun Nishigaki and Soi Abe. Both okay. uh, in-house, uh, both, both who we know we've played before, uh, Street Fighter, they're in-house Capcom. They did the uh, the Alpha series together. Oh, okay. So uh, I guarantee we've played something from them before. If not, I'll start picking Alpha tracks going forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we probably have played something, though, like something. But what I noticed about that, the, the name of the track is The Four Heroes. It has a very, like, fanfare celebratory feel to it. Yeah, like it's uh, the, the alternate name of this track was Overture, and you can definitely hear it is an overture. Like it's absolutely, you know, it's that's every overture should have some kind of fanfare. Otherwise, it's a shitty overture. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, great pick, man. Great pick. And from an interesting titled game, like you, you had some interesting ones. Not a terrible game. Um, worth checking out. But, Cadillacs uh, and dinosaurs, ninja baseball, Batman. To be fair, of all the ones that we played. This one has probably aged the worst. Okay. Interesting to note. Good good to know. Yeah. Okay. I unfortunately only have one pick left, and I saved one of my favorite beat-em-up games for last. And I think this track is just incredible. We've played, I want to say, only one track from this game. But what's also interesting is that this game is re-releasing just later this month. It comes out at the end of August. So, from Ninja Warriors, this is City.
That was City from Ninja Warriors, which came out February 1994 on the Super Nintendo and was composed by Hiroyuki Awatsuki. I love this game, and I'm so glad that it's actually coming back in later this year. Like I said, it's actually releasing. It was released July, so last year in Japan. It is titled The Ninja Warriors Once Again in Japan, and it's coming out as The Ninja Saviors Return of the Warriors here in North America. And like I said, that's actually set to come out. I want to say it's the last week of the month. So I want to say it's either like probably the 27th or the 30th, because games usually always are on like a Tuesday or a Friday. So I'm going to play it again, man. I'm going to play this again. I freaking love this game. It has a great soundtrack. From the same composer who brought you WWE Road to WrestleMania 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 2002. I see his credits. He does a lot of Power Rangers stuff, huh? He's kind of all over the place. Like, he doesn't really really, focus on one specific thing. Uh, I don't know that... I don't know that he has any affiliation with any specific company, but he ha- he he has done a lot of like wrestling related stuff like Natsume Championship Wrestling. Obviously, you mentioned Road to WrestleMania 18. Uh, there's just he's like he's all over the place, man. He's all over the place. But it's, it's a great track. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, he's he's worked with a lot of like great people as well, like Yuku Mizutani. Uh, who we've gushed about in the past, especially I think when we did our Natsume episode, it was basically like an Iku Mizutani episode. Uh, we've just, man, it, it, it's something about Ninja Warriors. I remember playing a track, I want to say middle to early last year, and was blown away about how I had forgotten about this game and how great its soundtrack is, because from start to finish, this is a fantastic soundtrack like everything is expertly composed i can't complain i mean he's he's awesome yeah yeah and like i said i'm really looking forward to the end of the month when i can play through this game again uh in in like a remastered edition like i said it's kind of we're getting to the point now where it's sort of like the the beat-em-ups for 2019 are about here we have this coming out the end of the month we have river city girls next month it's awesome okay and you know what else needs to be remade our last track because this one, like I said, I'm always teeter-tottering what's my favorite arcade game of all time. This is the other one that's always vying for top spot. Uh, I picked a track from Simpsons Arcade. Okay. Uh, most, the, the most tavern track. Uh, the game came out March 1st, uh, March 4th, 1991. I absolutely adore this game. I played this one all the way through many a time. Uh, just recently played it with a buddy. Um, hold on, I'm gonna oh my God! Here. Answer your phone. That's no, kidding. <laughs> Make me go outside for my food. <laughs> Just recently beat this game uh, again because uh, my buddy uh, is building an arcade cabinet, and this is one of the games he has. Uh, super, super, super fun. Just recently learned that there's tag team moves in this one. If you like, you actually move right up to each other. You can do tag team moves together against the enemy. So, oh, you, didn't, I you didn't know that. That's actually something. And I haven't played this game nearly as much as you. That's actually something I'm relatively familiar with. Yeah. So that's the thing I learned 20 years later. That's, that's, always, <laughs> that's, that's always good to know. Yeah. You know, love, love being behind the times. And if I and if I find out my sister knew this, <laughs> I, 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 I will destroy her. I hope to God she knew. Uh, uh, I've seen the tag team moves. I just never knew how to do them. That's probably what it was. Okay, that was that was me with um, that WWF Superstars game in the arcades. I always like, I never knew how to tag out. <laughs> like I knew it was, had to be an option. But I never knew how to do it. <laughs> uh, but this, I love this game. This was composed by Norio Hanzawa, uh, who did 
quite a few games. They did Bucky O'Hare. I don't know if you played that one, Vidinius. I am familiar with it. I don't think I've ever played it, but I'm familiar with it. Um, also did uh, the music for Wario World. Yeah, which is a fun game on the GameCube. Uh, Dynamite Heady, so we've definitely heard him before. I know for sure we played something from Dynamite Heady. Yeah, Dynamite another, Heady. Sh- another shout out to the Genesis Mini coming out next month, man. All these games on there. Uh, also did some music for the DDR Revolution Mario Mix, which is a game that I never got, but I always wanted to play because I oh, do no like kidding. DDR. My, I never owned it either, but my buddy had it, and I used to go over there and, and play it. Like It was actually quite fun. There was a, t- there was a time when I, pl- I had the, uh, the rollout mats for the PS2 version, and I played the hell out of these games. But uh, yeah, I never did it on the GameCube. So. I was I was never and he then like they were big into DDR throughout high school. They were always doing my it. Sis, but my sisters were big, big into it, which it. got me into it because, you know, I got to count it as exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be closing out with that. But, Brian, you want to take us out? I will do that. This was a fun episode. I knew this was going to be fun. And we had a lot of like just fun music. And that's what you kind of expect from a beat em up, because beat em ups, when you get down to the core of the game, they're just fun. And the soundtracks kind of have to reflect that. Yeah, the soundtracks have to reflect that. So I'm I'm glad that we were able to showcase 16 different games and each with a somewhat unique sound to them. But still, I mean, you can tell like it's it's beat em up music. It really, really is. So this was a fun episode. I'm glad we finally did this. But unfortunately, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and request your future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. We are not live often. I say that every single freaking week. But if you want to follow someone that is live often, twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. Check them out on a normal week to week basis every Tuesday, every Thursday, every Saturday or Sunday, streaming a multitude of different games for the enjoyment of whoever is willing to sit down and watch him do so. And don't forget to check out that charity stream coming up in September. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun and it's for a good cause. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, Frank, I'm kind of in the mood to just keep doing things that we've not been doing in the past. And I I, I like being able to do stuff like that. You can't make that happen. Next week, Frank, we're going to play all exercise music. (laughs) I was kidding. (laughs) We're going to hear stuff from Wii Fit. We're going to hear stuff from the the Xbox 360 Zumba game. (laughs) You know what? That'll be an episode one day. I will not be here for that episode, but it'll be an episode one day. <laughs> no, I don't know that it will be. Uh, I want to finally explore, speaking of Yoko Shimomura, and you played her earlier, I want to finally explore the entire soundtrack to Super Mario RPG. Yes. I want to focus yes. just on that game. So we will come Hell prepared. Yeah. Eight tracks from me, eight tracks from Frank. We'll just go through and we'll pick our favorite ones and we'll present them and really just reminisce about how amazing Super Mario RPG was on the Super Nintendo and if we think we'll ever see something like that again. So next week we'll be doing that. Rest assured, Geno's Woods is going to show up, guys. I promise. Wait, did we already play it? If not, I take back my promise. If we've already played it, it can't be on the episode. And I'll I find we, a way. I think we have sure, played sure, that. Sure I have. think it's we like... have played that. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. (laughs) But you will hear 16 tracks you've never heard before on BG Mania from Super Mario RPG next week on the show. 
Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons Arcade. And who was that composed by? Norio Hanzawa. There you go. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.